everyone, and welcome back to season two of the BFIBS podcast. I have with me a very special guest that I'm obviously interviewing virtually. Um, I would like to welcome Martin. Martin, how are you today? Oh, good, thanks. Uh, thank you for having me on. No dramas. Martin, um, as I was obviously alluding to at the start, um, you're a very special guest because you're one of our what we call associate instructors at With You With Me. I was hoping you could give a little bit of insight to the audience um, who are listening or watching us on the YouTube channel, What, um, how you actually got involved and heard about With You With Me. Yeah, no problems. Well, uh, about uh, two years or so ago, I was looking at exiting the Defence Force. And because uh, I've been in the Defence Force basically my whole life, I really knew nothing about outside life. I mean, for me, I finished up, I left school, I joined the military and for the last 18 years I've still been in the military. I don't know anything about the outside world. I mean, believe it or not, I only took my first bus ride, I think, in 18 years about two months ago because, you know, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's weird. It sounds like that because I've got a car. I use my car to get to work and I just don't use public yeah. transport. And there's a lot of things I don't know about the world, even though I'm, what, 38 years old now. <laughs> and one of the things one of the things is actually exiting the Defence Force. To me, it was a bit of a scary thing. And, you know, forewarned is forearmed. So I heard about With You, With Me, and uh, saw what they had to offer and uh, looked at the packages and things they could do to help me have a smooth transition. Okay. Could you talk a little bit, a little bit more about that smooth transition for me and let me know, actually, did you end up taking um, some of our courses and then how that actually led you into the road of becoming an associate instructor? Yep, well, uh, currently I'm still in the Defence Force and I'm planning my transition out. And as part of that transition, I'm doing a couple of the courses that With You With Me offers. Specifically, I'm learning going down the IT route and cybersecurity and seeing what the potential outcomes that With You With Me can provide. And while I was doing uh, one of the courses, uh, they noticed that I was helping other people. It's just uh, something I like to do is help other people. So it's helping other people on the course, helping them with their content to try to not uh, give them the answers, but push them mm-hmm. towards where they knew what they were doing, where they feel safe and where they were able to finish the course, because that's really what it's all about. And then I was hit up by Tom and the CEO with you with me. And he said, oh, look, you know, I'm interested in what you've been doing. I've been hearing about you uh, getting involved, helping other students. And I want you to do some assist- associate, be an associate instructor. And so from there, it's really just been, uh, Tom has given me the reins and said, look, go out there, do it what you feel best, how you know, as in, you know the content, you know how to teach, go out there, put it across to your fellow comrades and help them get across the line. That's awesome. That's a wonderful sort of um, story in terms of, so, you know, something that you were doing um, as part of, you know, really in preparation for your own transition. And, you know, I suppose as part of one of those qualities of you as a, a service member, you were just like, well, I want to help others do that. So, and you now you've got an opportunity, I suppose, to give back whilst you're sort of still serving, which is incredible. Um, can I ask a little bit more, if it's okay, um, in terms of how where you are currently serving, what service are you actually in and what's your um, position? And then is that sort of linked into coming into IT um, or you... Because I just need to know a little bit more about you, if that's okay. 
Yeah, not a problem. So I'm currently serving member in the Air Force, mm -hmm. and I'm working out of Richmond. Um, I'm actually an avionics technician by trade. Oh, yeah. So yep. my actual trade is, you know, basically an electrician for aircraft. There, there's a little bit of a need for knowing a little bit about computers sometimes, but generally not so much. And so that's yet again one of the things that uh, with you with me helped me with. It helped me gain a skill set that I'd be able to use later on in life. It just so happened that I've been highly interested in, in computers. Oh, gee, I think way back since when they had a thing called a 286. And, you know, <laughs> Doom came. Some really old people out there, they, they yep. may be familiar with that really old game. Yep, yep. Um, and <laughs> so I've been interested in computers always. It hasn't been my main field. It mm -hmm. hasn't been something I've been professionally involved in as such. And, uh, yeah, so looking at my transition, my um, friends and family and people who you may have even heard, your listeners may have heard, you know, find something you enjoy or mm. find a job you enjoy and have to work a day in your life. Yeah. And so that's really what I'm trying to end up with. I'm trying to move forward with my goals, learn a little bit more and do something that I truly enjoy more than the Air Force. I still enjoy the Air Force, but mm -hmm. something more that I enjoy for the future. Perfect. And so then how much time in terms of the, your transition piece now, is this something that you're like, like pre-preparation? Like, have you put your paperwork in or this is something you're like, you know what, I really want to do this to be prepared. And so that it's something that when you go out into the big wide world, um, that you are prepared, obviously. Um, how long is that sort of transition process? Because I suppose, because what I think is really unique about your story is that people that still are in the military that potentially want to upskill while they are in the military, this is a great opportunity to do that in, you know, the With You With Me program. So it's actually, if I could ask, um, you know, that question in terms of, you know, where are you in your transition? Like, yep, you're still in, but uh, is it an 18 month sort of journey out or is it, you know, in the next year or you're just kind of still, you know, deciding? Yeah. Well I guess the easiest answer for that is it's going to be a bit abstract. It's going to be when I'm ready. And okay. um, I've, I've heard horror stories of other people mm. exiting the Defence Force. Maybe they weren't as prepared as they could have been mm. and it may not have gone well. I've seen it myself in my career. Mm. I've seen people go, yep, I'm done. I'm ready for the outside world. And mm. they've pulled the pin. And they've gone out and gone done some jobs. Unfortunately, maybe the job market collapsed or maybe they realised they didn't like it so much and they've had to come back. I'm sort of, uh, I'm a big preparer and I'm trying to prepare for a big step and it's going to be a big step towards my future. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I couldn't give an exact time. I mean, I, I thought in um, I thought in last December before the coronavirus really yeah. sort of smashed in, I was ready and that if I would have got a job or, you know, a figure of, or a figure of amount that I was ready, I would have mm -hmm. jumped out for that. And I think with the whole coronavirus thing, it sort of came upon me that, maybe I wasn't as skilled as I thought I could be, or maybe I wasn't ready enough. And so I'm really trying to get down those foundations to mm -hmm. make sure that, that step, when I do take that big step out the door is one that is, uh, or I'm not going to have to use a revolving door or sneak back yeah. in the window. Um, but, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, uh, with you, with me, apparent, I've been speaking to uh, Tom and a couple of other opportunities that came around and I'm, um, there were even in industries I didn't even know were aware of that were looking for things for cybersecurity and IT, mm -hmm. uh, such as Fujitsu. I mean, I thought they yeah. were just a uh, air conditioning company. I mean, that's <laughs> literally, as I said back at the beginning, I know mm -hmm. nothing about the outside world. And um, some people may be familiar with, I don't know, the promotion process or 
even getting jobs outside. And sometimes it's not who, you, uh, sometimes not what you know, it's who you know. Well, in this mm -hmm. case, it's going to be definitely a big uh, mix of the two. Yeah. Um, I, I believe with you, with me, is the connections that I need to help you succeed. Um, I don't want to feel dirty for trying to use them. I mean, that's what they're here for. They are really here to help. Exactly. And yeah. in the meantime, if I can uh, get other people on board and make them see, um, it'd be great. I mean, there are, uh, I think there's five people in my workplace, in my specific workplace, that are all interested in IT. And they ended up getting on with the administration course, the Linux course, a, mm -hmm. a hacking uh, introduction course. And there are now either with me or finished or read just ahead of me the uh, cybersecurity analyst course that I'm just finishing up at the moment. So, yeah, it's all about, uh, for me, it's about the preparation. Mm -hmm. Once you're prepared, then you take that big step and uh, you don't have to look back because you're ready. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. And I think it's actually really important because, you know, you mentioned currently now in, in the climate that we're in, you know, you might have been ready before, but this is something that, you know, across the entire globe, no one actually was prepared for. So, you know, the, the fact that you're, you know, realistically just getting yourself ready for an opportunity and understanding a little bit more, like you said about the Fujitsu company, that's really understanding the labor market and what different types of IT positions or emerging tech positions are within companies that you probably never thought were opportunities to be able to do that. So that's actually really excellent advice for people to sort of understand that hey this is a i suppose a really safe way to understand what your transition sort of story could be like um for you you've obviously you're taking it that little bit next step further where you're providing opportunities to help others as well so you know i really want to thank you for that and thank you obviously for doing you know taking the time to do that and educate other people the last sort of question that i had for you um and this is a great segue into what we were just talking about, Liz, what advice actually would you give the veteran community then, um, you know, in terms of transitioning or being prepared um, and maybe even thinking about the IT or emerging tech sector? Yeah, um, actually, I may have a really quick uh, story that may be actually helpful. Love with it, that. love it. Um, <laughs> so um, there, there's a theory called the sunk cost fallacy. And for me, that was something that changed my life around uh, about three years ago. Um, and when I say, when I walk through it and talk through it, you're probably going to understand a little bit more. And the easiest way to example is, you know, have you ever uh, watched a movie for, say, 30 minutes, realised, eh, you didn't really like that movie, but you end up watching the rest of the movie because, oh, you've already started watching it. I mean, you can go, oh, well, that's a movie. What about a book? Have you ever started reading a book or a comic mm -hmm. or a news article? And go, yeah, you know what? I've already read the first you know, paragraph or chapter or whatever. May as well read the best to see where it goes. You know, I may not be into cave diving, spelunking uh, vampires, but I've already read two chapters. So, you know, maybe it's going to warm up. Now, this uh, theory can be translated to other things. It can be translated over to personal relationships. And of course, it can be translated over to work. You know, maybe you've done a job and you. You know, you're doing it, you've done it for so many years, but you're not really happy. And uh, you feel that, you know, you may want to do it some, do something else, but you're not worried. I've already done this job for the last, you know, 15 years, 20 years, may as well keep going all the way through retirement. Mm. And in the grand scheme of things, that's a really big chunk of your life. Mm. And if you look forward, 
are you actually going to be happy at the end result? Well, you know, if it's been 18 years for myself, for example, and I've had my fun, I've done what I wanted, mm. but can I see myself doing it for, what, another 20 years? Eh, maybe not so much. So the sunk cost fallacy revolves around a perceived mindset where you keep doing something because, one, you're comfortable with what you've already been doing, it's already what you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the other part of it being is you've already put the time into learning all those skills or learning those relations or knowing those people and it's about being afraid to take that next step. And so with myself, in example, um, I like being of tech and but the, the grand, so in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to learn anything else being of tech. I am mm-hmm. at, yeah. that's all it is. There's next steps up for me as an of tech is um, management roles, which is cool. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I could or go to a commission step and go to a university degree, but that's not something mm-hmm. I like doing. I like being in there with my hands, I like figuring things out. I like using my mind. And so for myself, you know, my career is like, well, what do I do? Do I continue on doing the same career that I've always been doing? Or do I look for something that, hey, you know what? I really like computers. I started being an tech because it was safe. Mm. Um, because there was a trade involved and you can't really lose a trade. Mm. But now looking to the future, I'm like, well, what about something for me? Why don't I take a step, learn something new and move on? Um, so that's my step. And I was actually kind of a little bit inspired by a friend of mine. He was uh, 52 years old when he joined the military. Wow. And he was a dental technician. Yeah, he was a dental technician for all his life. But his son was in the military and he's gone... I've been doing a dental technician for my all my life. I'm just about ready to retire. So instead, I'm going to join the military with something I want to join in the military, wow. even though he was at the sunset years of his career. Yeah. Hmm. And he joined, he uh, became an MSI and began teaching recruits to the people, even though he's only got a couple of years less, but it's something that made him happy. It's something he wanted to do. I want to find that kind of uh, job satisfaction, employment, and happiness as well, whether it's you know, theoretically an upskill job in the defence force or whether it's that big step out the door. So, yeah, be prepared and uh, think about what you want to do in the next 10, 15 or even two years of your life, depending on how much longer you want to work. That's that's great advice. I actually, I love that story. I'm actually really great. I'm grateful that you actually told that because I think what resonated with me about what you said was you know, it might be the next 10 to 15 years, but it might be something that you've actually really wanted to do, but why not be committed and go and actually do that? What's actually stopping you, you know, or why is that? What's that hurdle? And maybe it is that sort of mindset thing of, well, what do I want out of this for me? So, um, yeah, that was that was really fantastic. And so I'm really, um, I'm actually really excited about seeing your journey when you actually, you know, decide when you're ready to um, to transition out. Um, and I'm very grateful that you're obviously part of the team and helping support the the veterans um, and the military community that are currently on our platform and, and training. So thank you so much for doing it, that, and thank you so much for your time um, for speaking with me and sharing a little bit about your story and what you're doing here at Wifi with me as an associate instructor. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. No dramas. All right. Well. Everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Um, as I said, this is season two. I think we're up to episode 13 of season two. I can't remember. I keep just sort of like losing track, but I'm sure it will be. And if it's not, 
uh, it really doesn't matter anyway. But again, Marty, thank you, um, thank you so much for, for joining me. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person, or if not, maybe just virtually or on the platform. Uh, I'm sure we'll have like a uh, end of year Christmas Zoom or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, figure something out and, and, you know, let's use a different platform just to, you know, make it, you know, just to, for shits and giggles. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. You have a wonderful day. All right, then. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.